Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. On today's show, Brad and I are going to talk about a few things, but we're, for the most part, going to talk about what the punishment for the Astros should have been handed down to them from the Major League Baseball. And then we're also going to talk about, you know, a few things that's in the news. We're going to talk about the XFL, the uh, the brand new CBA that, uh, that the NFL has on the table. And, uh, and then we'll talk about the big-time boxing match at the end of the show. Without further ado, Brad, how are yeah. you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Just been a busy day at work. We're uh, ending our basketball season, and so just getting some things ready for that. But other than that, it's been a good day. Very nice. Very nice. It's always – it is always a sad time when the seasons end. You know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the worst time. Um, yeah. But I'm sure I'm sure it's been a lot of fun, and uh, can't wait to do it the next year, right? Yep, yes, sir. Next is football, which I like more, so – well, uh, <laughs> hey, let's not be biased towards any sports. It's not like we talk about the NFL more than anything else or anything. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I, it, listen, in the in in our defense, the NFL seems like it has more things to go along with it. And yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we probably have more people that listen uh, that care more about the NFL than anything else. But let's talk a little baseball first, shall we? Yeah, go for uh, it. Listen, you know, Rob Manford. Uh, he has he now came out and apologized, but, um, you know, the Astros, they, they're in a little bit of a cheating scandal that led to um, them winning just a piece of metal, um, is what Rob Manford uh, likes to refer to it as. Um, listen, I, you know, first of all, I disagree with that. I, I, there's a championship's not worth a, it's not just a piece of metal. I mean, there is people out there who work their entire lives just for that piece of metal. You know, like, I mean, um, you know, I mean, there's it's 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 ludicrous to to call it that. And and even if you, you know, even if you just kind of said that without thinking as the baseball commissioner, especially something that's what the commissioner's trophy. Right. Like, I mean, what? You know, like that's not something that should be the slip of your tongue. Um, but anyways. You know, listen, the Astros look like from the Major League Baseball, at least, they kind of look like they've been given a slap on the wrist. Of what uh, What do you think the punishment should be for them, Brad? Um, I don't know. I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week, but, man, you know, Manchester City uh, has banned two years, 30, fine $30 million, or I think, I believe, $33 million. Yeah. Is it to that level? Uh, I don't know, but I think it should at least be considered, you know, I mean – I think for sure uh, you should vacate their championship. But I think if you see just the history of baseball and even when cheating, like, for example, the 19 – what was it, 1919 or 1909 Chicago White Sox, uh, you know, you had Shoeless Joe and them betting on the games, throwing them. Um, they never they never got the win. Uh, or they never took away their World Series appearance. They just banned Shoeless Joe and the rest of them from the league. Uh, Pete Rose – uh, he bet on his own team, and you see now he's just banned from baseball. So I think baseball likes to keep accomplishments for whatever reason and just kind of ban people in the process or 
I, I feel like, I feel like they, they try to go after individuals and not te- – they're, they're scared to go after teams for whatever reason. Uh, but I definitely think they should be banned for uh, at least a year from the postseason and not – I would say take away their trophy. Um, but I think that's a lot of people's opinions. Um, so I actually agree with you that they should be banned for a year. Um, I think that – I don't know if I would take away the, the championship necessarily. I think that you definitely – I think you know in the justice world in the in the social in the society courtroom, um, the Astros already have an asterisk at that cha- with that championship. I think, um, but you know, I, I've seen a lot of Dodger players, and not only Dodger players, but you also had um, Mike Trout speak out, LeBron James speak, spoke out. You know, um, and, and there's been other other a lot of other players at spring training time. So you're gonna you know, or, well, hitters, you know, anyways, baseball time's heating up, I guess. But, um, so, the thing is, is, um, but, you know, the Dodgers, they lost at home in a game seven. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think we can act like, we can sit here and act like, you know, the Astros won that game or won that series only because of the cheat, only because of sign stealing. You yeah, know, and also I think we also have to look at it. Sign stealing—it is something that has kind of always been around. Now, granted, they took it to a whole different level, which was this year. It's kind of like with Spygate with the Patriots. You know, yes, it's something that's always been around, but the Patriots took it to a different level and it got them caught. So, um, you know, the thing is, is I I think that they should have a postseason ban for at least one year. I think that's for sure um, because. You know, hit these players where it hurts. You know, yes, you can hit them in the pockets, but they already make so much that, I mean, how much is it really going to hurt them? And, mm-hmm. But if you if you tell them, okay, well, you've been banned from the postseason for at least this year. So, literally, they're playing for nothing. And as a competitor, that's that's the worst thing. You know, yeah, you're playing for a payday, but you're at the end of the day, you're not playing to do anything else you're not playing to go to the postseason. Um, I think that the players, um, I think that the players should have some type of suspension as well. Um, you know, especially the players that they can prove was was definitely a, a part of it. Um, and you know, I think that that's really about it. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think that you should ban them for five years or anything like that. I mean, you know, um, but I think you definitely need to ban them for at least one year. I think that there should be an asterisk placed at that trophy which i think technically there already is um and uh and i think that there should be a um you know i just think that there should be um i really think there should be something more put on that um something more um something more something done more about it than what it is i, I think that's for sure uh, and listen, Rob Manford, he's got a chance to do that. And uh, I, it looks like he's not going to do that. But um, <laughs> right now, uh, he may be the, ho- the most hated commissioner in, uh, in sports. Mm-hmm. Which is weird uh, because you would think Goodell is probably up there as the, the top hated uh, commissioner. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, at least Goodell done something. You know, if this happened in, in – which it did happen in the NFL – you know, so I mean, you know, Goodell done something. I mean, Adam Silver would for sure do something. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it's just um, 
it's just one of those things where I just think that uh, that uh, it definitely needs something done to it. And I, you know, is it kind of too late? Um, I don't, I don't think it is, but uh, it's going to look bad. You're definitely going to look. It's going to look like you've been pressured by other people if Rob Man now. But um, all right. So, uh, that has to do with. I mean, this could really. I mean, people are really struggling to watch baseball as it is, unless you just grew up with it as a kid with your with your dad or maybe even your mom or grandfather or whoever. Uh, and so I don't know. To me, if I'm Rob Manford, I just I, I think he's just nervous uh, because the, the the game itself is kind of struggling as it is, and it's trying to stay popular with the younger crowd. Um, and so maybe that's why he's being so uh, standoffish with this. Yeah, I, I agree, um, you know, and has this story, I think that this story has made the baseball season more, um, you know, I think people are going to watch uh, just to see, they're definitely going to watch the Astros more, I think, you know, just to kind of see uh, there's bets on the line, there's actually bets out there to see how many times uh, they get hit by pitches and whatnot. Um, it, it's just, it's it's something that has made baseball interesting, it's just in the wrong light. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I don't know. My, my biggest worry too is that when you when you allow stuff like this to happen and you don't really punish anybody for it, I mean, it's like teaching a kid like uh, instead of saying, "Hey, don't touch the stove," you just let them touch the stove and they get burned. Like, oh well, whatever, and they keep touching the stove. I mean, right? I, I think in the same way as far as a commissioner goes. I mean, for example, if I let cheating go on in this league and I do nothing about it, for one, it turns people away in my basketball league, and two. Uh, it just shows other teams that they can do whatever they want and get away with it. And I just don't think that helps at all. Yeah, I actually agree with that. You you brought up a good point. It could turn fans away. I mean, not doing something could turn fans away. I mean, you know, I say that it's, you know, yes, has it made it interesting to a, to a casual fan like myself, but has it made it less interesting to a hardcore fan? You know, mm-hmm. granted, I, and maybe I'm a little more than a casual fan. I mean, I will, like, I mean, I don't just turn it on during playoff season. Um, but, but, you know, it's just one of those things to where, um, you know, you know, let's be honest, it's a double-headed sword, right? Yeah. And, uh, and Rob Manford is, he's holding that sword right now and, uh, and it's hurting his hand, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, um, but yeah, I guess we can move on from that if nothing else. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Newman. Um, he was in a horrific crash uh, after uh, the Daytona 500 was was delayed. It had to be finished Monday. Um, and right at the end of the race, Ryan Newman, it looks like he was going to win. Uh, he was in position to win. He wrecks. Um, it was probably one of the – and all, it was probably the it was probably the worst wreck I've ever seen um, live and in person, Brad. Yeah, and, no, I agree. Uh, mm. And uh, uh, not in person watching it um but uh thankfully uh thank god you know that he is uh he's good and he's good to go he's alive uh he he walked out of the hospital um uh, under his own power and everything uh i don't think he's gonna race this weekend i'm sure he has concussion issues and whatnot um but i'm sure he will probably be back on the track this season uh maybe as Mm -hmm. soon as next week or the next um i'm not exactly sure there may have been something that come out that i haven't seen but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, thank the Lord that he's okay. Um, but also thank NASCAR because, you know, I know that there's plenty of people out here who say, oh, well, NASCAR 
I'm soft and it's not like it used to be. Yeah, well, if it was like it used to be, Ryan Newman wouldn't have survived that crash. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm commending. I am, I am, I am telling NASCAR, listen, the safety, the safety, like precautions that they have taken, saved that man's life. I truly believe it. Yeah, no, I agree. I remember I was probably about maybe ten or eleven when uh, when Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, got in that crash, or not senior, Jr. Yeah. but the senior got in that crash and died. I remember why. Like my dad was a big NASCAR fan. I just happened to be watching it that day, uh, and I remember all, when all that happened. I went bowling later that night, and it came out on the TV that uh, he had passed away. So yeah, I mean, the, I even saw somebody tweet, and I agreed with it. Was that Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s crash was less dangerous than Ryan Newman's, but it shows you how far the NASCAR has come uh, with safety and whatnot. Right, and also listen, I, I want to commend them for, you know, he he went up and he hit that fence and everything. I mean, you know, twenty years ago, that car may have went into the stands. I mean, would you agree? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know. Listen, NASCAR deserves so much credit, and I know that people are, you know, people get turned off by it because they think it's, you know, they're too safe and everything. Now, you know, listen, I mean, these cars are, I mean, they are, they're bigger, they're better, mm-hmm. they're, they're faster, right, than what they used to be, but they're also a lot safer. And um, honestly, I, I don't see a problem with the sport. I like it. NASCAR is definitely a sport. I. I would love for anyone who challenges NASCAR being a sport or not to uh, to go out there and do it because I mean yeah they may be making a left turn but they're doing it at 200 miles per hour in uh, in a car that's like 120 degrees so mm-hmm. I, I, you know listen I I really um, I I could not uh, I could not say enough I could not uh, commend the NASCAR NASCAR enough for everything that they've done. Um, uh, and uh, I'm sure Ryan Newman is, is thanking, um, well, thanking, thanking his lucky stars, thanking God that he, uh, that he's alive. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he is very thankful for all of the protection that he puts on when he gets into that car. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So, all right. All right. Go ahead. No, I was saying I agree. I'm ready to move on to the next point. I'm just not a big, as a NASCAR fan. Uh, actually, I would I wouldn't even call myself a NASCAR fan, but I did see that on TV, uh, and it, I'm just glad it's, it's come further since when I saw a senior die. So, yeah, you know, listen, I, I'm not as big of a NASCAR fan as I I say I used to be. I used to watch I used to watch every race. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't watch every race. I've never actually been to a NASCAR race. I have plans to go to one this year, hopefully either Talladega or Bristol. Uh, okay. and so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I get to do that. I would love to do that. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's, it, I have a lot of bucket list things, Brad, you know, I'd love to, and NASCAR is not something I want to do every year, but it's something that I definitely want to, okay. um, you know, uh, you know, I, we all have a bucket list, right? Like, a, you know, I'd love to go to Dalladega once. I'd love to go like say the Rose Bowl, uh, one time, uh, you know, just the Super Bowl for sure. Hopefully when the Titans are playing in it, but. Uh, no, my luck is probably like the Steelers. No, no, <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Anyways, um, all right. So we'll move on to our next point here. Uh, listen, let's switch gears to the NBA a little bit before we jump into talking basically football only. Um, Reggie Jackson, uh, the Pistons released him, 
and he is going to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, listen, the Clippers added – well, they they obviously added Paul George and Kawhi um, over the offseason in free agency. And then – well, free agency and trade. And then uh, – and now they've added – they added Marcus Morris at the trade deadline. And now they've added Reggie Jackson, who could possibly – you know, listen, I mean, uh, you do have – he won't. He won't be the starting guard. As uh, now, his name is beside me. I have him in. Um, I have him in fantasy basketball, and now his name mm-hmm. is like. Uh, I can't think of. The, I can't think of point guard that that starts with the Clippers. And, and uh, really, yes, Beverly. Yeah, there we go. Patrick Beverly. There we go. Um. So, but uh, so Reggie Jackson. I mean, but if he gets a chance, he could possibly start for them, and I think he provides depth. I mean, listen, the Clippers. I, <laughs> You know, they're – I mean, they are really uh, – they're sticking it to the Lakers more than anything because mm-hmm. these are guys – you know, Marcus Morris is a guy the Lakers could have used. Um, you know, uh, Reggie Jackson's a guy the Lakers could have used. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, um, I know LeBron plays the point guard position, so I guess uh, I guess Reggie Jackson couldn't play that. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that's kind of turns him off from signing with the Lakers. But still – uh, the Clippers. I mean, the listen. I I'm really excited for the NBA playoffs this year. Um, and uh, we're in the final stretch. Got about 30 games left, 29 for some teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, the Grizzlies play the Lakers tonight. By the way, uh, very very excited about that game. But uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I am uh, I'm very excited about the. Um, about the NBA, about the NBA playoffs, and the Clippers are—they are—they're getting stronger and stronger, and they're definitely a force in the West already, and they're going to be even more of one um, come playoff times. Yeah, it's been fun watching them do what they're doing, and I say it's fun because they're not going out and getting. Now, in the offseason, they did—they got Kawhi and they got Paul George, but you don't see them in the the uh, in the trade trading off their young talent for a veteran player. And I think it's good. I think they're trusting, even though they're oft injured, uh, trusting Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, but adding Reggie Jackson's good. He's he's another veteran. He's had playoff experience. Beverly's had playoff experience. Uh, Marcus Morris, uh, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a good add to their roster. Uh, so I think it was good to see them the be contender, but no, tell the young people on their team, a young talent, hey, we're not just using you to get to get a good record and then letting you go when it comes to playoffs. And so I thought it was really good to see you from a team. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you exactly. Um, also, so we'll we'll uh, we'll switch off the NBA here. I know we don't talk about the NBA a lot, so if there's something I can sneak in with the NBA, I I love to. Um, and so, anyways, um, all right. So uh, let's switch gears to the NFL. Greg Olson. He's the uh, he's I guess the first official free agent uh, to sign somewhere, uh, as far as I know. He signed with the Seattle Seahawks on a one-year deal. Um, you know, listen, I, I, he's he's he. I think he's a, still a very talented tight end, and he he gives Russell Wilson another weapon. And and honestly, that offense of the Seahawks is. I mean, if they can, and we'll get in. I know we will get into what they need to do. We're gonna have some episodes before free agency starts talking about what teams need to do. Uh, we're also gonna, you know, of course, before the draft too. But um, but listen, I mean, um, that offense of the Seahawks, Greg Olson, just he makes it even better. 
Uh, and so, yeah, um, that's good for him though. Um, and a one-year deal. So I don't know if that means it's going to be officially his last year. Maybe he, maybe he looks at it like, well, maybe the Seahawks can uh, get him a ring uh, before he retires. Yeah, I don't know if it'll definitely make that much of a difference, but it is a, definitely an upgrade because uh, all they have right now is Jake Hollister and another uh, tight end I just can't think of right now. Well, they, um, have, so- they have uh, – uh, now, now I'm lost. Um, yeah, but then he got hurt. You talking about Jake Hollister? Well, it's uh, – uh, now let me let me pull Google out here, and I feel I feel horrible um, about doing this. About about doing the uh, uh, Will Disley. Will Disley. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he did pretty decent. He did. He did. And then he got hurt, but still. Uh, yeah, I mean, another weapon for Russell Wilson. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's happy about that. Yeah, and like I was saying, I don't, I don't know if they'll give them for sure. Like being the championship game, the Super Bowl, uh, just because they picked up Greg Olson, but I definitely think it's a good add for their offense. I definitely someone who's a veteran too can help with the other tight ends. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's just one year. Yeah, I mean, it's just one year, but that can help those young guys a lot. So yeah, so I think yeah. that'd be good. All right, so then we had uh, we got Drew Brees. He announced last week we had our QB carousel episode. If you not listen to that one yet? Please do that. It is, uh, I think it was probably one of the best episodes we've done, and I, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but we, we predicted either Drew Brees was going to return to the uh, New Orleans Saints or he was going to retire, and, well, he's returning, um, at least for this year. Um, and I think that there's a good chance that this will be his last year. Uh, I think uh, – I know they haven't really said what kind of deal he's going to sign or anything like that, but um, I think at most he signs maybe a two-year deal um, you know, maybe sign a two-year deal, but he's going to, you know, maybe with a one-year with with an option or something like that, depending. I think it depends on what they want to do with Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. Um, because what does this do to Teddy and Taysom now that we know that Drew is returning? I don't – I think that that means one of those two can't stay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, could they? Maybe, but I mean, I think if you're Teddy, and it really sounds like if you're Taysom, you you want to go get money. I mean, you want to go make what you can. Uh, and uh, but I think one will stay. I think whoever um, it looks like they might be a little higher on Taysom Hill, but I mean, Teddy's younger. I think Teddy's the better quarterback, um, and I, I think Teddy's uh, more proven too. Yeah, if I'm the Saints, uh, I'm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm more worried about Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid of signing him to a bigger contract just because you're thinking with Breeze, we really probably do have one year left, like you were saying. And Taysom Hill, is he a good athlete? Yes. Is he a franchise quarterback? In my opinion, and if you disagree with it, it's fine. But in my opinion, I don't think he is. I think he's a good I, chance I don't, to pay. I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that. I don't think he's a franchise guy. For sure. Yeah, and, and he's a good, he's a good change of the pace player to put in the game, and uh, he's great to run the wildcat with. Uh, but I don't see any team saying I'm going to put my whole franchise on his shoulders. And so, um, uh, so I think if it comes down to it for the Saints, I think they're willing to put more money to Bridgewater than they would Taysom Hill, just for the fact that uh, you can probably build around Teddy Bridgewater a lot easier next year than you could with Taysom Hill. 
I agree. Uh, you know, the thing is, is you can play around with contracts. Maybe if you, maybe if you backload that contract instead of front loading, maybe you know, if you uh, if you backload that contract, maybe you you know, if you're talking about a Teddy Bridgewater, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you sign him and say, hey, listen, we're going to give you this much guaranteed money, but for the year that Drew's going to be here, we need to not pay you as much. You know, we're going to pay you twenty five a year. Uh, you know, probably not 25 is probably too low. Probably going to have to at least go 28. We're going to pay you 28 a year. Well, this year we'll only pay you 20, but next year you'll get paid 36. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know exactly how that works out, but, uh, I want to feel like I'm smart and I'm going to go with that. I don't have anybody to tell me I'm wrong unless you, unless you happen to like Google it, but, um, uh, but if I am wrong, that's fine. But so, the thing is, I think that it would be smarter to keep Teddy if you're going to keep either one of those. But I think Teddy has a bigger market. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think a whole lot of people want Taysom Hill. I mean, if I'm being honest, um, I think Teddy is the better option. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun to watch, and we'll uh, and we'll just see. We'll see where uh, we'll see where things go. Yeah, with that, I, uh, with that situation. And I think it'll be a while. I, I don't think you're going to see. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you're going to see Bridgewater just jump right out there and get signed immediately. Uh, and Taysom Hill, I think it's really going to be – if someone does sign him, it's to be a backup or to utilize him with the Saints are doing right now uh, as, a, as an athlete who can run a wildcat. Yeah, um, I think that uh, – yeah, I, I know. I mean, I agree with you. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, yeah, let's um, – without further ado, let's uh, let's jump to uh, our next uh, discussion topic, shall we? Sure. Uh, so, last week, we uh, we both predicted – I think we both predicted that Tom Brady would return to the Patriots. Am I right? We did. We did. Okay. Well, uh, this week, uh, Adam Schefter talked with Jeff Darlington. Uh, and if you have not listened to – Yes, that is a train in the background. If you can hear it, you might not be able to hear it. Anyways, um, uh, if you can, if on if you listen to the Adam Schefter conversation with Jeff Darlington on his podcast, which by the way I recommend, it's a great podcast. Uh, but anyways, um, if you listen to that, Jeff Darlington would actually say that the Tennessee Titans, he believes, are the favorite to get Tom Brady. Um, I wanted to bring this up because it's big news. It is. Uh, but also, if I get a chance to talk about the Titans without signing too homerish, um, I like doing that. Uh, but here's my thing. Um, well, first, you you go first, Brad. What 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 is your thoughts on this? I, I mean, do you think that that's gonna happen? Uh, I mean, if he were to go to the Titans, how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so okay. So the first question is, uh, what do I think will happen? I think I know that the Tennessee Titans are the favorite right now. And I remember uh, here, here's here here's my thing, and without sorry to interrupt you, uh, Jeff Darlington, he's usually right on point. I mean, or seemingly, I don't think he's ever had too many big misses. Uh, you know, I mean, he may have had some small misses, but I mean, Jeff Darlington, I mean, he knows what he's talking about, and so I mean, this isn't some Joe Smo out there saying, "Oh yeah, the Tennessee Titans are the favorite." You know, this isn't like me, Robert Foster, you know, going out here and telling everybody that that the Titans are the favorite to get Tom Brady. 
This is a guy who actually knows Tom, who has a relationship with him, uh, has a relationship with Miami Dolphins, um, has a relationship. You know, he he has established relationships. So, you know, so this is a legitimate report. Um, and this is something that I don't think he put his name to if he didn't think that it could actually happen. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, and, and I maybe and maybe the Titans are the favorite right now, uh, but I still don't think even with the Titans being the favorite right now, I just I would just really be surprised if Tom Brady leaves New England. And I'm sure the Forty Nine. I'm not a Patriots fan at all. I hate the Patriots, but I'm sure the Forty Nine ers thought the same thing with Joe Montana before he went to Kansas City or uh, or any other big name out there who's who changed teams. Uh, late in the Colts. Yeah, Payman and the Colts. Uh, you know, I bet. You, most of them probably, oh, he's not leaving. He loves us too much. And uh, I'm not a Patriots fan, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan, although I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, but I I really don't see Tom Brady uh, going to the Titans. I see him staying in New England. Uh, he has established life there. I know that he, his mansion's been up for sale, apparently, uh, rumored uh, around Boston. Uh, but, I, I, I mean, will he sign with Tennessee? That's not a bad place to go. You have a strong uh, running game in Derrick Henry. Uh, you have a decent defense. You have a good receiver and a few others that could help. Um, and so, in saying that, I mean, Titans don't have a terrible team. It's not like he's going there saying, "Man, like the team's gonna be on my I mean, shoulders." But, right. They just went to the AFC Championship, so I, you know what I'm saying. And and, Tane, and Ryan Tannehill didn't have to do much to get them there. Exactly. Uh, and and we saw it a lot with with uh, with Peyton Manning in his last year and whatnot. Like just the run game being so strong, where the quarterbacks don't have to really do much. And I get that. I just – I still see Tom Brady staying with New England. Uh, and what was the other, the other part of the question you said? Um, I, well, I mean, basically just how you feel about it. Like, if it, if it were to happen, how would you feel about it? Oh, I mean, if it did happen, I mean, that's cool. I mean, for Tennessee, I mean, to have a big star like that come to Tennessee and play Nashville, I think that's good for the fan base. It's good for the NFL. Uh, it's just, I mean, believe it or not – I think the Titans, unless I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're a small market team technically. Um, oh, no, it's more than technically. They are. <laughs> they are. Okay, yeah. So, in saying that, I mean, I think it's good for the NFL in general seeing a big name go to a small market team. Uh, but um, I do feel bad if Ryan Tannehill gets the short end of the stick here. I mean, he has finally has a good year. He goes to the – he wins the, his first playoff game. He takes the team to the AFC Championship on Derrick Henry's back, but he's still – you know, made the throws when he needed to. Uh, and so I'd feel bad if I'm Ryan Tannehill because I'm like, man, I come here, I got to be and, – and saying that, maybe I don't feel bad. Maybe if the Titans don't sign him, they sign Tom Brady. Uh, Tannehill probably gets a starting job somewhere else. You know, um, Tannehill definitely would get a starting job elsewhere for sure. Um, here, Here's my two cents on it, Brian. Um, if you – if this would have happened last offseason – I would have been absolutely crazy to say I'd rather have Mariota or Tannehill over Tom Brady. But at this point, with the momentum that the team has, with how Tannehill had a resurgence last year, I don't know if I want Tom Brady. You know, I really don't. Now, listen, if it happens, I'm going to support my team. And if it mm-hmm. happens, I'm, doing, I'm buying two Tom Brady jerseys. One to wear. The other one to hopefully get signed and, like, frame it and put it up. And in 20, 30 years, it's going to be worth a lot of money, especially if he were to, you know, lead them to a Super Bowl or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I do look at that Super Bowl. I, do I believe that Tannehill can get the Titans there? I mean, maybe. But do I believe that Tom Brady could? I believe it more. I, I don't believe it would. I think Patrick Mahomes is still going to get in the way. But uh, and Lamar Jackson um, and Deshaun Watson as well. But listen, the AFC South is a very winnable division. Uh, I think the AFC East is still a very winnable division for the Patriots as well. But, um, you know, the thing is, is would it be awesome? I, as a Titans fan, listen, at getting the kind of, you know, getting the type of, of coverage that we would get from the from mainstream media uh, just because we have, I don't know, the greatest of all time on our team, then, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean – that's awesome. But, you know, here's the thing, too. I think then this is what you can look at. Here, look at the business side of things, Brad. If mm-hmm. you're going to a game and you were just told who the quarterbacks were, not who the team was, nothing like that, just who the quarterbacks were, it's going mm-hmm. to be Deshaun Watson versus Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson versus Tom Brady. Which game would you go to? Uh, I mean, honestly, probably Tom Brady, just because. I mean, just Brady is, and that answers the question, right? Because yeah. from a business standpoint, from a long-term business standpoint, I think it's smart to get Tom Brady. Because here's the deal: what if Tannehill? What if he? What if he has a bad year next year? Mm. And you just passed up on Tom Brady, who has a bad. I'd say great year. I don't. I don't think he has any more great years in him. But let's say he has a better year, and you could have had him. Here's the thing: you're going to sell. I mean, I'd be tempted to buy season tickets. Probably wouldn't, but I'd be tempted to. Um, and then I'm. I'm just saying that, you know, the the saying this uh, a popular saying nowadays is for the brand. And uh, listen, for the brand. The Titans might be smart to get time. Right? Mm-hmm. But I don't see it happening, Brad. I think they stick with Tannehill. I think that's the smart move. And uh, and I don't think you sign Tannehill. You know, I, I really don't want to sign him for more than three years, uh, maybe a, with three years, fourth-year option. Um, mm-hmm. But if you sign Tom Brady, you go out, you draft a quarterback, say like Jordan Love, um, let him – Learn under Tom Brady. Let him learn under the greatest of all time for two years, and you might have yourself a next Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre situation. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's let's move on. Uh, like I said, I love talking about the Titans when I can, um, but uh, but I don't want to bring them up if it's not a big story. Like, uh, well, this one was. I said. All right, let's jump to the uh, jump to the XFL, shall we? Sure. Um. The XFL, did you get to watch any of this past weekend? Uh, I got to watch the Seattle Dragons versus the Tampa Bay Vipers. And I think I watched some of the Dallas-LA game. Um, yeah, uh, well, listen, I I got to watch more this weekend than I did the first weekend. Uh, and I enjoyed it again. I really did. Um, that, uh, And I watched all the Battlehawks game, of course, because I'm a, you know, I'm a lifelong Battlehawks fan. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, but, uh, I watched all of the, uh, St. Louis Battlehawks versus Houston Roughnecks game and I, that was a really good game, Brad. Yeah. Um, 
that was a really good game. Uh, and so, um, I mean, it's you know, best on the weekend. So, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a really good. I mean, I thought for a second they were going to have our first overtime game. Uh, now that didn't happen, of course. The Roughnecks came out with that win. Um, yeah, it seems like the Houston Roughnecks and the DC uh, and the <laughs> and the uh, and the DC Defenders uh, almost forgot their name for a second there. Anyways, it seems like they are the uh, two top teams. I mean, they're the only ones still undefeated at two and zero. Um, I don't think they play until like week six or seven, though. Uh, but you know, I think this league is shaping out. The the TV views were down a little, but I think you know, you the first week you had the curious people. I think the yeah. second weekend you're going into the people who will actually be there every week. You know, so um, you know they may be down a little this week, but I think uh, I think that they'll start to level off. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that it still that it still sticks around. I think it will. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely getting enough coverage, uh, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I think it's been fun. And um, I encourage everyone to watch it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we, we got some good games this week as well. Uh, all the – all the way teams except for the Battle Hawks are predicted to uh, they are they have uh, they are predicted to win. Um, if you you know if you want to go with the Vegas odds and whatnot, um, but I tell you what, a, a good game that's I think is really good. Watch out for the Seattle Dragons and the D and the uh, Dallas Renegades game. I think mm-hmm. that could be the game of the week. Yeah, I think that's gonna be game of the week. A close second, I would think. Would. I don't know. I was going to say Houston and Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay hasn't really won a game yet, and they've been kind of everywhere. So maybe it yeah, is just Tampa, Tampa, Seattle. Tampa's the uh, Tampa's definitely the worst team. I think uh, you know the the uh, the New York uh, Guardians. They they were uh, they were kind of uh, showed to be more maybe a fluke, or maybe the DC Defenders are just that good. Uh, they should they might have a good game good. against the Battle Hawks. <laughs> Do what? Uh, I was say I think I think they're that good, like DC defenders. Uh, you might be right. I mean, I don't, you know, I I think the power rankings are uh, right now. I think it is for me. The power rankings would be, uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, you know, uh, I'll just go with them. I think it's uh, I think it's the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, then I think it's DC defenders, and then it's the St. Louis Hawks, and then I'm actually going to go with the Seattle Dragons. And then I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Dallas Renegades, uh, the New York Guardians, and then I mean the Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, they have to be eighth. I mean they're just not <laughs> they're just not good. Yeah, where'd you have the Wildcats? Oh, LA Wildcats. Uh, my bad. Um, I'll put them. I'll put them uh, at seventh. So okay. Above above the Vipers, but below the. Uh, New York Guardians. Did I forget okay. any other teams? I feel like I forgot another team. I truly did. Uh, no, um, you're, that's all. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'm thinking there's I, – I mean, I think that if they do last for two years, I think they'll look into expanding. I know Philadelphia is actually uh, – they uh, they put in to uh, get a team and everything. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, so hey, make it, a, make it a team up there in Philly. Uh, got some rabid fans up there, that's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the whole state of Pennsylvania, even Pittsburgh too, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't live in Pittsburgh. I'm a Steelers fan, but uh, I grew up in Philadelphia. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty rough there. I mean, the Steelers fan aren't as bad as the, the Eagles fans. The Eagles fans throw batteries and snowballs and all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. They even they even threw snowballs at Santa, I remember. So, um, mm. that's, even, that's just horrible. Anyways, all right. Uh, we'll move on from the XFL. Uh, I'm excited for this weekend of games, though. And uh, I think it's really – in all honesty, I think it's been some really good football. I really do. I think it's been really good football, and um, I hope it continues. Uh, I know that it maybe it's a little – you know, I know some people, they're like, well, you can see the talent difference. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, the talent may be different from the NFL, but, I mean, these guys are still talented. I mean, they're more talented than me. I mean, I'm watch, I'm sitting on my couch watching them. <laughs> you know yeah. What so, what do you think of uh, Matt McGloin's uh, halftime interview with uh, about them needing to change their game plan? Well, uh, there's a reason. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a reason why he's not in the NFL, and that doesn't help his case. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it, but uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know the coach's job needs to say the coach's job, and uh, you know, it's not like he was playing that good. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll, uh, well, I mean, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think, and I don't care if it's the XFL, the, the AAF, the NFL or, or whatever else you want to call it. I think at the end of the day, like players have to keep their emotions in check. And so, and, and I mean, to, I think some of that has to be your responsibility too. I mean, you can't be, I know you're frustrated, but you can't blame everything on everybody else on the team especially when you throw a pick six, you know, like uh, I thought Matt McGloin did terrible that game and he took no, no blame for himself. And uh, so I don't know if I'm him. I mean, he just needs to watch you because if he criticizes coach again, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start. Uh, Actually, I think he's actually not starting this week. Oh, really? Okay. I think I'm pretty sure I saw that. Uh, Maybe he is. Maybe, maybe it was just uh, they're going to have a, Maybe his starting job is up for grabs and he has to re I don't know. Anyways, um, all right. So, by the way, I think the mobile QB seems like uh, – the mobile QB seems like they are uh, dominating the league so far. Uh, mm. Just like – hey, just like in the NFL, the mobile QB is dominating. Uh, who knew? Yeah. Right? No, that's but, true, yeah. Uh, but anyways, all right, let's jump to the NFL and the CBA talks real quick. All right, so earlier today or yesterday, this is being recorded on a Friday, um, uh, March 20 – or February 21st, sorry. Uh, but uh, yesterday the owners voted to approve it. Uh, it was sent over to the uh, Players Association. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Anyways. Uh, well, yeah, the uh, the vote was six to five, so it did not pass. Uh, but there's a second committee it has to go to, um, where they need two thirds of the vote to pass it, and then it would go to the um, and then it would go to the whole entire NFL, I think, as a whole, uh, and it would just need majority then. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, good luck to. Uh, I mean, I I think it's good. I, I like it. Uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit of the high points real quick. Um, and you can just add anything if, if I miss something that you think is uh, that you, that you that you find interesting about it. But um, they they're wanting 17 games. This is more the owners. I mean, I know the players are putting in for it too. But uh, 17 games, 14 teams, 14 team playoffs, so seven on each side. 
only the number one seed would have a bye, uh, which I actually think is kind of how it should be. Uh, and then there would only be three preseason games. So you'd have uh, two that, you know, have some starters in it. You'd have one that's just like the fourth one is now. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, um, I personally, I, it's more football. I like it. I like the 17 games. I get why they may not want to play that extra game. Uh, the players also get – I think they, they'll they get a raise in the revenue as well, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Yeah, 48% of the revenue. Is what? I'm sorry? It's going to raise – it's going to go up to 48% of the revenue. Uh, revenue. Right. And, I mean, that's uh, – I mean, a raise is a raise, right? And it seems mm-hmm. like a pretty good raise. I mean, uh, is, you know, the NFL is a billion-dollar company. Uh, and so uh, – a multi-billionaire, billion-dollar company. Uh, or I really, I guess you could look at it multi, 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 multi-billion. But anyways, um, yeah. So you know, I think that the, uh, I think that I like this CBA, but I'm not a player. You know, I'm not a player. I'm just a fan. So yeah, more football is great. Um, I like the seven teams in the playoffs. I know uh, your Steelers and my Titans would have made the playoffs more in the last ten years if this would have been a. Uh, if this would have already been implemented over the last over the last CBA agreement, but um, I mean, I like what I mean. Is there something? Do you? I mean, you like the seventeen games and the fourteen team playoffs and uh, only three preseason games. I, I I'm a seventeenth game will be a will definitely be a uh, will definitely be a like an international game, uh, international or you know. Uh, maybe they'll play at a college stadium or something like that. I think it'd be pretty cool. But how do you um, – yeah, what do you what do you think about it? Yeah, so uh, I do like the, the fact that they would knock down the preseason games. I do think four is too many. I know people say, well, you need to make sure who you're definitely cutting and who you're not, uh, and that's great. But as a fan, I don't even watch the preseason games a whole lot. Um, but I will say – uh, from a player's perspective, I mean, I know you're getting increase, you're getting increased health coverage, uh, improved health coverage. I guess it should be the best word to say. But you're making more money. But at the end of the day, uh, the only thing I would be concerned with if I was a player, and you know, JJ Watt kind of expressed this. I mean, the man can't even play 16 games. Now you're, you're adding one more game to his his uh, his his year. And so, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah so my thing is, and, and maybe this was the same argument when they went to from uh, 14 to 16 games like 15, 20 years ago uh, was the argument of just too much, uh, too much blows on your body and too much uh, physicality for your body for that long. And it seems like it's worked out well, although I mean, you do see a lot of injuries, but, um, but yeah, I, guess I, I think not- you, I think you'll see a lot of, um, a lot of uh, uh, injury ma- management or whatnot, whatever it's. Whatever so load you're management you're saying, right? I'm sorry. Load management. Load management. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, with the NBA, you can do load management and get away with it because, well, the the Lakers might come to OKC one more time, and I can probably go see LeBron then. Uh, but with the NFL, you get – unless they play in your division, you get to see them maybe once a year. Um, and so I'd be a little upset if I'm paying $65 for a nosebleed uh, to see uh, – you know, to see Ben Roxbury to play in Dallas, and they turn around next year and say, oh, well, I mean, it's not until 2021, but just hypothetically, like, oh, like, I showed up to the game, and an hour before the game, I find out is not playing. It's a load management. Like, to me, that that would make me mad because I don't want to see Roxbury play in person since 2004. So I've waited 16 years to see Ben Roxbury play, 
and I can't because he's resting for load management. So I think the only problem that NFL runs into with load management is you don't have a, you don't play 80 games with the NBA because it's too physical. And so I, I don't know if the fans really like that a whole lot if you're doing load management because, again, you're paying $65 cent a ticket to watch, you know, see somebody play. And For example, with Tom Brady, if you're a Patriots fan in, I don't know, Las Vegas, for example, oh, well, Las Vegas has a team now. Well, the Patriots are going to come play. Say he plays for the Patriots. This is the only time you've ever got to see Tom Brady play. But, hey, he's 42 now, and because he's 42, we're going to arrest him in the Las Vegas game because – we just want to, you know, we, we need to keep his uh, load management down. Uh, to me, I, that would kind of suck. But so, so that would be my only worry with load management is with load management, I, I think you're going to lose some fan uh, popularity with that just for the fact that uh, NFL tickets aren't cheap. You can go to an NBA, NBA game for 15 bucks. Uh, you can't go to an NFL game for that cheap. So Right. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, well, and actually it depends on who's playing because I, I – uh, I I may have went to like a, a Titans game before that was pretty cheap like that. But anyways, uh, it was also like the last game of the year and everything. What well, what if you what if you put in an extra bye week? You know, maybe if a bye week at the beginning of the season, a bye week at the end of the season. How would you how would you feel about that? Like not. At I, the I, season, I think that, you know you know second half of the season, I guess. Yeah, no, I think the the extra bye week would be a lot better than load management. Only because again. I mean, say say you want to go to a Titans game and somebody that you like around the league, you know, is coming into town. You finally got tickets for it. You're excited, and all of a sudden, he's not playing as a low management. I mean, I think regardless whether you pay fifteen dollars or or sixty five dollars for a ticket, that still is not not cool. And so, right. I think Mister Bobby would be better for the fans. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, what do you – I mean, what do you – the 17 games, the extra game, uh, the game that might be like, um, you know, might be at a uh, – it's going to be at a, a, you know, an international or just a uh, neutral site. You know, I've always thought this. Wouldn't it be awesome if, say, like the Patriots – or the Patriots, the Steelers and, say, the Titans played at Bristol, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, cool. You know, the Vols played Virginia Tech there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an awesome. I didn't get to go, but I mean, I watched it on TV, and it was awesome. I mean, it looked awesome. I had friends who did go, uh, and they told me about it. They said it was awesome. Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's just an idea because we're both, you know, you're a Steelers fan. I'm a Titans fan. Um, but I mean, I yeah. just think that that would be cool. I think that that would be cool. I think it would be different. I, I think it would be, you know, um, I think it would be cool for the players as well. But yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, it would be cool if, like, say the Steelers and the Cowboys played at OU. That's 45 minutes from me. Uh, I would probably go to that game. So, it, it would, I think it'd be, the neutral side thing would be really cool. Yeah, well, if you're not OU, I don't know if you do Steelers. I, I mean, I know you're saying Steelers. But well, you'd be surprised. If you're doing neutral side, yeah, I'd probably have to be hey, So, why don't you say the Browns versus the Cowboys or the Browns versus the Cardinals? So. Well, yeah. Or, well. Um, just because of Baker and Kyler. Chiefs versus uh oh yeah Baker versus Ky- yeah I didn't even think about that okay well see that'd be cool though wouldn't that be all that would actually be really cool anyways yeah. uh uh that'd probably be a little too much focus on both of them but uh wouldn't that be something if like one of them didn't get to play in it or I don't know anyway yeah. I mean uh, it would be the crowd so oh 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 yeah the crowd that would be it'd be sold out for sure <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome too I mean it really would. 
But, yeah, I mean, it's awesome experiences. And the NFL, listen, I mean, they're in it to make money, and they would make money off of doing this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, Brad, I mean, I, I'm all for it. I mean, I am. I'm all for the 17 games. I'm all for the 14-team playoffs. I mean, does does that 17 deserve to get in? I mean, if it would have happened this year, your Steelers would have got in and the Rams would have got in. Um, I mean, I mean, know, would, it, would it have made much of a difference? I mean, you would have had Duck Hodges versus Patrick Mahomes, and you would have had, uh, <laughs> you know, and then you would have had yeah, a Packers. I think the Rams could have maybe upset the Packers, but still. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of said you told you this through text, but, I mean, the only thing as a Steelers fan is, like, cool, we made the playoffs, and then we got blown out by 60 by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, so I mean, yeah, for me, I'm not saying I would have to be Steelers. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I agree with you. I just like the only thing is like, what if you're you have a seven to nine team in there because uh, they win the division at seven to nine, and then you have this uh, I don't know eight and eight team in there. I mean, will it make it that much more exciting? I think it might make it more competitive. I don't know about exciting though. I mean, that game would probably be good, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. If- you know the team they face next might not be, but we face that now with the regular team, with the regular six teams. So that's I, true. I, I like it. Listen, I mean, you know, you add in those two extra wild card games, and you're going to have a, and I, I think I told you this over text as well. You would have a twelve o'clock, a three thirty, and then like a seven o'clock start game mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday. Oh man, I mean, wild card weekend would become. Probably the best weekend of football all year long. So, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, more football is always better. So, right, right, all right, Brad. Uh, anything else about the uh, CBA agreement that you? It's it's not been agreed upon, so I don't want to talk like too much on the logistics side of it. Uh, and we're also not players, so I you know I, I guess it's one of those things. But um, but I mean, anything else that you want to just kind of throw out that you found interesting? Uh, no, I think we covered it. I kind of went on a rant a little bit about the low management. I'm sorry, but I think we covered it. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I think that they deserve a little more of a break than what they get. And if they get 17 games, I mean, if they're expected to do all this traveling, uh, I think that every team that plays a Thursday night game should have a bye week before they do the Thursday night game. But, hey, that's yeah. me. Um, all right, so we've talked about the NFL-CBA agreement. Um, now, Let's talk about uh, what's supposed to happen tomorrow night. We have a big-time World Heavyweight Championship boxing match. Uh, I don't know if they call it a World Heavyweight Championship, but I know it's, uh, I know it's the heavyweights, uh, some super heavyweights, really. Uh, and Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Um, I'm going to say on here whether or not I'm going to watch it because uh, I looked at pay-per-view prices and – uh yeah uh but <laughs> but um you know there there may be some streaming options but uh that's beside the point um so but Brad I mean um listen this is huge for boxing in my opinion I mean you know for the last decade or so all we've had is Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather um you know maybe a couple other guys but I think this is huge I think Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury I think this is huge for boxing uh and so um. You know, uh, I know that we we never really talk about boxing, but it is a sport, obviously, uh, and it's a big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. So this is this is just my my two cents on this. Uh, I think it's a big for boxing. Yes, will it revive the sport. I don't think so, and this this is why uh, I don't think it's going to revive the sport because 
I feel like we get these every few years, like, oh, like, you know, Floyd Mayweather versus McGregor, this is going to revive boxing. And has it? I don't think so. And so, in saying that, boxing is just a difficult sport because it's based off of matchups. And unless you just really like boxing, which is a very, very small uh, proportion of the uh, United States population, uh, no one's just going to watch Charles Martin versus Gerald Washington. They're probably going to turn it right off after the Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury match. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. But uh, so for me, uh, I would like to see boxing revive maybe. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'm even going to watch or even keep up with this fight, honestly. I mean, the first fight was really good. Uh, you know, I mean, they went they went 12 rounds. It was a judge's decision. Uh, Deontay Wilder won that. Um, yeah. Now, listen, Tyson Perry, I mean, he says he's not going to uh, – he's not going to let it in um, with the judge's decision this time. And, uh, and, and he even said he may change his style in order to win. Um, and so he's a great defensive boxer. Uh, Wilder is a is is just I mean he packs a punch that's for sure, uh, and so, uh, but yeah, Brad. I mean, if we had to, uh, I mean, who do you have winning this match? Uh, so again, I I know I just said I, I'm not really into uh, boxing, uh, so I'm just gonna go with the favorite here, Deontay Deontay Wilder. I know if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, man, what's up with this guy? Look, I'm sorry, I'm not. I love sports. I'm not a boxing guy, but I, uh, I'm gonna. I mean, Every here, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't really follow. I mean, I follow boxing to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if big matches like this come up, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, uh, I'm definitely, if I don't watch it, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm going to catch the highlights and everything. Uh, you know, I may watch it, I may, I may watch it in a way on Twitter if that makes sense, you know, like because yeah, I'm gonna comment on it and kind of, you know, you can get what it is, but. Um, you know, keep up with it and everything, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I think it'll be a great match. And uh, honestly, I don't if Fury's gonna change if Tyson Fury's gonna change his style, I'm gonna take Deontay Wilder in this. I think Deontay Wilder can win this match, and I think he uh, I don't know, I think he might knock Fury out this time, so uh, so um, we'll see. I mean, uh, I'll take Wilder even if it's Judge's decision, though, so um. But, yeah, I mean, to the ones who are going to watch it, to the ones who are super interested, uh, uh, I think it'll be a good match. And, uh, and yeah, so um, uh, that might be the only time we ever talk about boxing, Brad, but still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Brad, without further ado, I appreciate you coming on to the show today. Uh, I mean, I guess we kind of have to. We are both the, uh, we're both the uh, uh, host of, of this show. But uh, but still, uh, with nonetheless, Brad, uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's been great, and I'm looking forward to our discussion next week. For sure. And that's going to do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and I ask that you like and follow us on Facebook at Golden Point Sports. And as always, I hope you have a great and blessed day.